The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. It is a glorious spring morning, and literally thousands have gathered for the royal wedding. People are still filing inside the Abbey to watch the Prince and Princess of Canada exchange their vows. What a great day for Canadians everywhere. The Winnipeg drummers playing the March of a Thousand Farts, as is traditional for the Canadian royal family. All the biggest Canadian celebrities are on hand. There are Sirs Terence and Philip, with their wives, the lovely Queef sisters. I believe, yes, I believe one of the sisters just queefed just now. There are Canadian recording artists, Sir Brian Adams and Sir Corey Hart. Everyone looking smashing today. And uh, there he is, the Prince of Canada. What a wonderful day it is for him. What a wonderful day it is for all of us. Inside the Abbey now, everyone waiting with anticipation. There's the Queen of Canada in attendance, of course. I believe she just quaffed. Prince makes his way down the aisle, led by the Bishop of Newfoundland. People in attendance now gently tossing Captain Crunch as the Prince passes by. As, of course, is tradition. The Prince takes his place next to the large vat of butterscotch pudding. Oh, and here she comes. Yes, there she is. The about-to-be Princess of Canada. Isn't she ravishing? So pure of heart, so strong in body, so hot in the face. She is indeed the living symbol of our great country. My God, she's beautiful. Princess, princess. Canadian prince now dipping his arms into the pudding, as is tradition. Princess will, of course, scrape the pudding off the princess's arms, thus symbolizing their union. What a glorious day for our country and indeed the world. And now, of course, the... Wait a minute. What's this? Oh. Uh-oh, something is going terribly wrong. The Abbey shaking violently as explosions abound. The top, yes, the top of the Abbey is collapsing. The prince and the princess look on in horror. This is not the tradition. This is not tradition at all. A giant hole now blasted into the ceiling, debris falling down and crushing several spectators, which is also not the tradition for a royal Canadian wedding. Bright beam of light shooting through the hole in the ceiling. The princess now in some kind of isometric cube. This is certainly breaking with tradition now. No! No! Canadians in attendance cannot believe their eyes. Widespread panic. The princess being hoisted away. The little mushroom people of Nova Scotia screaming with horror. The prince is attempting to grab hold of the cube. The Duke and the Duchess of Calgary hiding behind the pews. This is indeed a horrible day for all of Canada, and therefore... And the pudding has just been knocked over. Oh, this does not go with tradition at all. The royal pudding now spilling all over the abbey as the princess is lifted up, up. And she's gone. The princess has been taken. This is indeed a horrible day for Canada and therefore the rest of the world. Welcome to another episode of HTM Tech, brought to you by the HTM Podcast Network, also in association with Microplay in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching at the HTM Tech Pod. To listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other podcatchers out there as well. As always, I am Big Joe, and another week has come and gone in the world of technology. Now, originally for the episode this week, I had 
something else completely different in mind. I was going to see what was going on in the world of technology to go through the news and, and whatnot. Pretty slow week in the world of technology. So I made the kind of on-the-fly decision here to do something a little bit different. Last week, as you heard, I did a review of the game South Park, The Fractured Butthole, and got to thinking something here. Hey, I know somebody who does a South Park podcast. Why don't I bring him over and we have a discussion about the games and, of course, the TV show. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a brief break. I'm not going to give it away just who it is yet. And when we come back, we're going to sit down and we're going to have some fun with some South Park. So we'll be right back, guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Microplay in Brand Frontier, Canada. Located at 265 King George Road. Visit Chris and the gang for all of your video game needs. Alright guys, Big Joe back here on HTM Tech. So for the final segment for the episode this week, normally I would be doing a game review and a final bite segment based off of some topic that I kind of come up with. But with this week, something a little bit different here. Now when I put out last week's episode, I got a little message, a little uh, comment on a, on a Facebook post talking about my review of the, uh, the South Park game. And I thought, holy shit, I, I completely forgot about this person. So this week I have brought in the co-host of the Impact Attack, Light the Fuse, and the Suck My Balls South Park podcast over on the Hameen Media Group, Mr. Matthew Schaffer-Gage. Welcome to HTM Tech, sir. Hey, what's going on, uh, Joe? Thank you for having me here. I'm the host of The Most Lose on the West Coast, your boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Yes, I uh, run a uh, podcast with my best friend called Suck My Balls, a South Park review. Check my bad. You can find us on uh, Twitter and on Instagram at Suck My Balls Pod. But yeah, we're basically available everywhere now. We finally have our own feed. These motherfuckers just chewing with my with me on a week to week basis. And I was like, just give me my goddamn apples, please. So I finally got my apple. I want iPad. iPad. Can I get iPad? <laughs> um, so I finally got my iPad, my iPad connections up. But yeah, if you just search Suck My Balls basically everywhere now, you'll find us, rate us, share us, let me know what you think. Uh, I do edit, do uh, a lot of time editing the show because I editing clips from the show with our dialogue, so it kind of gives you uh, an idea of what we're talking about as well. Because sometimes we don't even know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, suck my balls, man! It's a great show. I, of course, yeah, I get to work with Ben Hamming, Chris Silvio, Jonathan Joe Jans, Jansen, Mr. Joe Jan, <laughs> on a week-to-week basis on the yeah. Impact Attack and Light the Fuse. Dot dot dot. I O N it fusion. So uh, it's it's good time, man. I get to have some fun. You know, I also work as a master control operator nice. for a new station. That's my full time job. So editing, producing, bro. That's what I'm doing. And then on this, every now and then I get to produce some new Forest Order stuff on their Mandalorian and other shows. So that's me, bro. That's what I'm doing here. Awesome. When I heard that you were coming out with this show, I mean, just it uh, it uh, put a big smile on my face. And I, and I found out you're gonna be breaking down every episode. It was like fucking sweet. So it was uh, it was really cool. And uh, as you've been. Over too, I've been playing South Park clips at the beginning of this show, kind of inspired by you guys. And uh, this week, actually, there is, I think, it, I believe it's from either season 13 or 14 ish around that area uh, when they did uh, the uh, Canadian royal wedding and the, the whole thing. As is tradition. Yes, as, as a tradition. And it's as, as a Canadian, when I see whenever that is in the show, just the fact that Canadians are represented by basically it looks like two kind of flapping bowls kind of on top of each other. I mean, it's just, it's it's great stuff there. 
South Park Royal Pudding, right? Yeah, the yes, South the Park Royal Pudding, Royal pudding, pudding as episode. Tradition. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was this tradition. Throwing Captain Crunch, you know. The, it's a, tradition. yeah. It's a, I believe that's season fifteen. So I that's season so, yeah. fifteen. Yeah. And as is, uh, he's now wiping the the tap the, the, the butterscotch pudding on her arms, as is tradition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I believe she just quaffed. I believe she just quaffed, as is tradition. As is tradition. All Canadians yes. must come together. You must go into your closet and open up your box. <laughs> Eat yeah. your sandwich. Oh boy, just too too good, too good, man. So yeah, as I mentioned, we last on the episode last week, I did kind of a very very brief review of the most recent South Park game, the Fractured Butthole, which I mean, just uh, the name itself, just a really clever play on words, and one of the few times, man, I think since doing with video games, it, it always kind of seems like you know we have that first game and then typically when a sequel happens, it's not always great. Now with this, I think they really knocked it out of the park with this. Not only did they kind of match what they did in the first game, stick of truth, but I mean, they went bigger and better, like on a, on a much bigger scale. I mean, there was, I think a lot of um, progression as far as in the overall story uh, length of the game. This game was double the length of the first one Um, in regards to the story. Now I would say, the first game, the stick of tr- uh, stick of truth, had a lot more achievements. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot more side things you could do. Yep. Like one of the biggest side achievements in the first game was fart on every citizen of South Park. <laughs> that in itself takes a long fucking time to do. I gotta yep. tell you, yep. I'm still working yep. on it. Like, because I, I had my Xbox yep. kind of like go haywire a couple times. So you want to get that achievement back? So you go back and yep. you start the game over. Um, but yeah, I think they knocked it out of the park with this game as far as um, with the fractured butthole. I will say I did like the fighting mechanisms more in the, as far as when you actually get into the uh, PvP mm-hmm. or the uh, switching of turns when you're actually fighting. Like I thought that there was more like um, interaction, like you have to actually press the button on time and you've yeah. got to like correctly formulate when you're going to hit your mm-hmm. opponent. So there was more a little bit of a strategy on that. Uh, whereas in this one, it was kind of like, uh, I don't know, old school uh, RPGs, right? You pick your uh, attack and it does it. Yep. Um, but all in all, it was a good it was a good game. A length of, there was a lot more DLC in this game. Absolutely. Because you got the Lake Titicaca camp <laughs> and you also yep. got Casa Bonita, mm-hmm. f- food and friends for fun and all. Yep. Yeah, man, was, I actually this was probably the only game I think in the history of games I've actually purchased like additional content like mm-hmm. DLC because it's South Park. They didn't give me really anything in the first game other than like costumes yeah. and like the uh, I don't know the fighter uh, whatever tournament game mm-hmm. side thing you can do where you can just go into an arena and just continue to battle and see how many wins you can accrue right your record. But the, other than that, like the first game didn't have a lot of DLC. This game though sub had a lot had a good a lot of stuff going on. I do wish. They'd continue to put out more DLC, but that's just me, Egan, as a uh, South Park fan. And even going back to the beginning of the first one, I mean, that tone was set right at the beginning when Carbon asked you your name. And regardless of whether you t- what you type in there, whether you pick Joe, whether you pick Matthew, whether you pick whatever, he goes, you would like me to call you douchebag? And then regardless of whether you say yes or no, you're like, okay, your name is douchebag. And then you become Sir Douchebag, and then you become... And whatnot. So, and I mean, doing things like giving Randy a... Um, <laughs> so the, the idea of a soap sir basically you're you give you're you're doing an abortion to a man with a vacuum <laughs> with a vacuum cleaner you, you play inside literally somebody's asshole <laughs> i mean just the, the stuff that you can do and the, there's more of it in the second game too i mean at one point near the very beginning of the game i mean you're literally trying to not be um sexually assaulted by catholic priests i mean just it's way way over the top of some of the stuff right <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I think that they definitely <clears throat> wanted to push the envelope more in the second game with the satire and yeah. the nature as far as the characters itself, right? Like, because you get so many more options to develop yourself as a, even your own personal character yes. in this game from mm -hmm. the level of difficulty ranges from skin tone and complexion and gender and race <laughs> and sexuality, right? Yes, yeah. What did, what, did, what did you play through as? What was your character? I think I started off as a brutalist, which, uh, again, for people who maybe haven't gone through this part, what happened? happens is of course as a superhero you need to develop your backstory so you sit down with carbon and it's uh, kind of played in that retrospective it's like a like a little dream little flashback all leading to and then you saw your, <laughs> you saw your dad fuck your mom and regardless of what happens i know that's the outcome and you get to actually add multiple classes on top of that so you're not just stuck playing as one thing you kind of can kind of mix and match there which was really clever i think yeah, I, I, as the game continues on, you get the ability just to continue to stack powers on powers on powers. Oh, do you have more powers? Oh, you have more powers? Like, yeah. all of a sudden you have, like, okay, you can use any powers you want. So, like, by the end of the game, you can basically go through the litany of powers and pick out the best ones you feel are going to fit for maybe even the upcoming ba fight or just because you're like, I want the most strong, I want the most powerful, devastating attacks, right? Yep. Um, so, like, I, I like that. I also, what, I guess what I was more or less asking, what did you make your, though your, I guess your in-game difficulty, what did you make your character? A white guy, uh, yeah, uh, Hispanic, yes. uh, black? Uh, how did you make your difficulty level and your race, religion? What did you do? I pretty much just went with myself. You know, I picked a, okay. I'm a I was a cisgender male. Okay. And just made it basically look like a small big Joe. That's what I did. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. My so next playthrough, because I'm still going through it, believe it or not. And my next playthrough, I'll probably go the the complete opposite direction. Like I'll I'll, I'll try and mix up just to see kind of what happens, right? So, so my first time playing through, I just went balls. I was like, I'm gonna make this <laughs> a black Jewish oh, girl. <laughs> so that's what I went with, right? It's a triple threat, uh, right? Triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and the game was, it, it makes it a lot more difficult. Like, it's all of a sudden, you've got three different oh. enemies in different ways just popping up out of nowhere all the times, right? All these different enemies are always after you. Yeah. Um, hey, you are, you. it's that black Jewish uh, <laughs> transphobic girl over there. Let's get her, right? Like, they're constantly throughout the game. The, the, let's get her, people. Skater. Um, but, I think by the end of the game, what ends up happening is, is if you want to face the hardest boss in the game, mm -hmm. you cannot be a black character. Really? Yes. So, like, to to take on Morgan Freeman in the taco <laughs> shop, the only way you can be against him is if you're not black. Like, if you're a black character and you try to attack him, yep. he's like, come on, sister, or come on, brother, we got to stand together. <laughs> and uh, so you can't attack him. So I ended up then going through again and playing as a... Uh, trans uh, gender uh, Hispanic boy, oh, boy, Hispanic man. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, an atheist too. Mm -hmm. So I went through all that. Yep. And that one, I got to the end. I fought Morgan Freeman, hardest boss in the game. Yep. Like you got to level yourself all the way up and get everything before you can go attack. And he's just—it's the longest, hardest battle. And then you finally win, and you're like, yes. That was it. That was the end of the game. You know, minus all the DLC stuff that came out later. And what's interesting too is it's not always kind of a head-on fight with uh, some of these ones. You, know, you have to actually use some strategies. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting kind of from point A to point B without getting hit too much and in dying. There's actually the one I think where you're <laughs> again we're getting into ridiculous territory where you're basically in the back of it with strip joint, um, <laughs> and you're just basically trying to get from the start of the hallway to the end. You know, and you have to fight all these series of strippers and they get introduced in stripper uh, 
fashion and just it's uh, the, the more you kind of go into this, it just it's so it's so crazy and just and even pc principle our favorite principle shows up and he teaches you basically it's like a, a version of kind of like counterattacking with the micro uh are you uh, using a microaggression micro yeah <laughs> right yeah i'm not gonna stand for that bro yeah. i'm pc bro oh. pc since 2002 bro Arizona State PC, bro. <laughs> I think when I was talking to you before we we kind of did this, uh, just talking about South Park and I, how I think that, uh, and, and your show is kind of bringing the light to this too, which is great because I think there's still a lot of people out there, believe it or not, brother, that still think that every episode it's all about, oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastards. Since then, really? it's yeah, really, people still people. think that that's all South Park is. <laughs> and definitely not the case they've gotten way more topical when it comes to the because basically what happens when they when they they get into production mode with the show is there's basically a week i don't i hope that this is still the way they, they do it they come up with their initial idea to when it's aired they, there was a documentary called they put i think it was called six days six or seven days to air where basically they, they go through the whole kind of process it's, and it's really interesting of how they kind of go through this from just the initial idea to 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 putting it out it's it's pretty incredible i don't know of any other tv show or anything that does it that way yeah no it's de they definitely still um partake in as far as in that um production side that's how they mm -hmm. do it every week yeah. it's they just come in on a i mean i think the show airs on a wednesday and yeah. i want to say they come in the very next day thursday morning and they already start and they by the weekend sunday they've got their story developed and yeah. now they're developed they're, you know they're building on it and they're trying to finish it up and get it to art to the art department to finish and you know put together itself and they're recording audio at that point like monday yeah. and tuesday night and then submitting it wednesday right, right? Yeah. so like that's how close to call so like even so i wanted to say it was either this year from season 23 or season 22 it was the first time in the history of their show where they they couldn't get the episode done in time mm. and they were even like dude we don't give a fuck like if we've gone 22 <laughs> years yeah. not ever missing one time and the fans weren't even really mad about it either they were like yeah. oh, all right cool it happened like, whatever it happened. We get it. But you're right. I, I guess I didn't understand that there were still people out there who think that you know South Park is just all toilet humor. Oh yeah, absolutely, I think the man. reason why that I like South Park so much, and I've like I just like put it on a pedestal over everything. I think I love South Park even more over wrestling. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was yeah. like, I think I just love South Park that much, just because they're willing to go after and make fun of everything and everyone, and they'll do it to themselves. You know, as you watch this first season, because we just got done reviewing. Uh, pink eye, pink and, eye yeah. and the one thing we I, I you know I like to partake in is the fact that in this episode yeah there's zombies going around but there's also like other things like you have to pick out and understand like Cartman's dressed up as a you know as a Hitler he's also <laughs> dressed up as a Ku Klux Klan member like you know he's like watching the Hitler video yes. and he's all like can I can I watch it again can I watch it again he's envisioning himself as a Hitler so they're like you see some psychological undertones uh, in the previous episode before that with um, – I want to say it was death. You know, you find out um, – yeah. no, no. It, yeah, it was, it was the previous episode with death. You find right. out that uh, Kenny – you know, he's taking a big shit in, in, the, in, the, in the bathroom. <laughs> and you've got Mr. Garrison who's like – uh, like talking about how like you shouldn't watch Terrence and Philip yep. because it's a bad show for you and <laughs> there's toilet humor and as this is going on there's shit sounds going on in the background so they're making fun of their own show yep. so like they're willing to point out the their own hypocrisies themselves so if, like for that reason alone like I have to give them respect I think in the last couple of years they've definitely shifted their thought process and alignment like yep. when it comes to their maybe from maybe conservative independent amount maybe more like liberal i'd say they yep. seem to be on that side which i i can appreciate if you want to like progress as a human and have your own ideology so 
One thing that bothers me though, bro, we're not getting more episodes per year. I want more than ten a year. I still want I like yeah. thirteen to fifteen. Yep. It was better when we got like a little bit in the fall and a little bit in the spring, yep. and that way you got that little breakup. And now we don't even get that, and that's disappointing in itself. Uh, I kind of described it when we were talking before recording here that uh, the best way I can kind of describe South Park, when it, especially when it comes to a lot of the more topical stuff that they do now, it's they're really just taking a mirror and showing to society and saying, you know, this is how ridiculous a lot of this kind of stuff. And, and like you had said, dude, they're, like they're fearless with uh, the topics that they that they take on. And when it comes to the game, I think what's really made it work too is a lot of these video games that are based off of like TV shows and movies or whatnot, the, uh, the creators behind the actual franchise, it's almost kind of like their names are just kind of attached to it and they don't really have anything to kind of do with it. I mean, Matt and Trey, they're right involved with game development when it comes to these the past two games. Yeah, I mean, these guys are the directors of this game itself. Yeah. You know, they're sitting there. I mean, the art people, as far as the, the graphics department, they're just getting done what Matt and Stone and Trey Parker want to yeah. do. But you also have to take into consideration as well, they're using the same art as well. Like, because when you play the yeah. game, it feels like you're watching or playing South Park itself. So by integrating yeah. that sense into the game aspect, you're using almost the same technology South Park is using. So, you know, you're blending both Ubisoft's, you know, game technology and you're bringing it together with the South Park studios mm -hmm. and you're putting out fantastic content. I would say the second game, I didn't like the fact that we didn't get Canada, and I may, maybe that upset you a little bit too. Just a little bit from north yeah, of the border. Bit, yes, yeah, yeah, I liked Canada in the first game. Yeah. I liked how it was the eight bit you know, levels. Two bit, yeah. eight bit levels. Yeah. It was funny, dude. I loved it. <laughs> hey, buddy, what are you doing, buddy? Hey, come over here, guy. Yeah, and I, I was worried a little bit too for the second game because it was actually, um, I mean, it was still published by Ubisoft, but it was actually developed by a different uh, company. The first one uh, done by uh, Obsidian. Uh, right. uh, the great track record. And then uh, Ubisoft San Francisco took on the fractured butthole. And I was like, okay, you know, we'll see. And yep, they still managed to put out something really good. So uh, I was, I was worried when I first saw that, I was like, oh shit, they're going to fuck it up. Right. Ubisoft doesn't have the greatest track record with some of this stuff. So they, they still managed to do something good. They snuck the, the microtransaction stuff a little bit in there with the DLC, but it wasn't too invasive. So I was okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I want two things on that. First off, uh, for the first one, I think I really even liked it probably just as a, a homer for Obsidian. Like, I really like Obsidian Studios. I was a big Kotar fan. I still mm -hmm. play those games. Yep. So, like, when they took over that RPG style, I was like, damn, this is going to be great. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, yep. in the second game, I will say something that I liked that I took advantage of. I did the initial pre-order, and, like, at the time, it was like if you paid $5 for the pre-order, you could pay $20 for the season pass, mm -hmm. which I think eventually ended up being twenty nine ninety nine. So like, but then you had to wait forever, but it still ended up being worth it because I didn't have to pay the twenty nine ninety nine. So I ended up getting like, you know, both the DLCs, of course, when they came out right away, I didn't have to pay additional. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, they did sneak in some of those microtransactions for different DLCs, such as those downloads and different mm -hmm. levels, uh, you know, with uh, Lake Titicaca <laughs> and uh, Casa Bonita. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'd say as far as from a, a you know, game wise, I think, the fractured butthole probably gives you about a good 10 to 12 hours of gameplay. Yep. Casa Bonita, you can extend it to two hours if you take your time and really get everything. And Lake Titicaca can give you like three to four. Nice. So in all in all, you're getting a good game at the end as the conclusion of that. So, you know, that's, you know, I think that's, you know, when you're looking at other games that they put out nowadays, you know, they're a lot shorter mm -hmm. or they, it just, it's just all about online play, right? That, that yep. seems to be the, 
the shift I've seen in video games. I'm not really into online play. I've never got into it like that. It's never been about like for being multiplayer. I like playing with your friends at parties or houses mm-hmm. or, you know, you pull up Madden and we all pull some 2K up or some WWE up. Yep. But I've never been like, okay, I got to get online and play Call of Duty and I got to play some Halo or, you know what I mean? Well, it's the whole uh, shift when you... Uh because we're, we're, we're roughly around kind of the same age, and you know, we started off playing games, and you know, it was either single-player games or playing co-op games you know, with your buddies on the couch, whether it was you know some of the, the wrestling games or some of the hockey games or whatnot, or you know, sitting on the couch actually playing with people. Now, with this kind of younger generation coming up, it's all kind of about that kind of instant, getting that instant gratification right away, get in, get out, where anything that requires like a lot of time to actually kind of sit down and sink your teeth into something, they're not as into it. Yeah, man. I you know the first time I played an online game was for the Xbox original. I mm. want to say it was like NFL Fever 2001 or 2002, wow. one That's of cool. those or something like that. Oh, yeah, no, dude. Like yeah. back then. Because yep. like this is like right. We had the, I had that Dreamcast and I loved my Dreamcast. Cause, Dreamcast was awesome. You know, I had NFL 2K1 and 2K2, which is by far the best football game of all time still. Or 2K4, I guess you can make that argument. Stevie Richards likes to say that. That's 2K5. a good game as well. Stevie likes 2, 2K5. Oh, 2K5. 2K5 is the best on the cover. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one because you got Boomer and ESPN breaks and yeah, shit man. like that. Yeah, the yeah. highlight package. It's yeah. really good. I'm yeah. not going to say it's not. But I like the 2K games on the Dreamcast as well, right? Um, but like, eventually the Dreamcast died out, and then it was like, well, I don't want to jump to Sony because I had already had that PlayStation before. Yeah. Mike, when I was a kid, I wanted the 64. Mm-hmm. But my dad was like, look, if we get the PlayStation, I'll buy more games for you because I will get games for it myself. Right. And as a kid, that's a good deal because you can be like, right. OK, well, we'll get more games. And I did. <laughs> we got a lot more games yeah. for the Sony PlayStation. But like as you know, as I got older, I was like, man, I still wanted that 64. Like so much so that like I traded like a wrestling ring and like 50 or 60 wrestlers, oh, which wow. as an adult now, I pissed off that I did this as a kid. <laughs> but I traded it for a 64, nice. you know, so I could get those those other games. But eventually I transitioned into an xbox and i still haven't gotten a sony like i i, I tried oh. a playstation 3 i got the original one like mm. when it hit gamestop yep. used for like 199 so it was the big one 40 gigabyte one so it could go backwards compatibility all the way yep. to playstation one yeah so my my best friend still has that out in arizona yep. he's still holding it on to it for me i got a wii that I eventually my parents just gave me back the, like i've been like <laughs> playing a lot of old nintendo games on yeah but yeah, man, I've got a, an Xbox One. I haven't really gone back to Sony's systems. I no. want to play that Spider-Man game, but God damn it, it's only on the Sony PlayStation. I know, right? It's the, those exclusives are sometimes can be the ones that uh, piss me off. Now, you had mentioned that uh, pre-order uh, stuff. When I uh, yeah. uh, pre-ordered the Fractured Butthole, I got a pretty cool thing. That I don't think a lot of people got, and I think these are fairly rare. They come with a little almost kind of Funko Pop style kind of guys I got. Uh, we're doing a podcast, so people aren't going to see these, but I'll, I'll show you. I had uh, We had uh, the Coon, which is, of course, is Carbon. Uh, we had Professor Chaos, which is, of course, is Butters. And Mysterion, which is Kenny. And you actually, what's cool with Mysterion is you actually get to hear him talk, which is uh, unusual for Kenny. So I've got, of course, every South Park Funko Pop. I could just pull that out easily, but you, you, if you guys <laughs> want to see and take a look at that, you've yeah. probably seen a number of different Funko Pops. But mm-hmm. I've also been trying to, for the last, over the last maybe year or two, and I'm doing it like the methodical way. Like I could easily go on eBay and I probably could have bought the whole collection from somebody and like, a different country or somebody who's just got it and doesn't want it. Yep. I'm trying to get them one at a time. Like, you know, like, cause I'm trying to collect and make fun right. of it. So anyway, I got this one. 
this is probably one of my prize jewels as far as a South Park fan over the last, I'd say, year and a half. It is a Wacky Wobbler double pack. And they are talking. Now, I haven't opened it up, so I, I'm not going to like open it up and use them. But they are Wacky Wobblers, Satan and Saddam. Oh, wow. <laughs> and S- Saddam says, I love you, Satan. And Satan says, I love you too, Saddam. So, like... <laughs> All those I have, a, I've got a, a Kenny, or sorry, I've got a Kyle. I do have a Kenny one. I have a Cartman one, and I also have a Mr. Nice. Garrison one, and a Timmy. And I'm missing sorry. Chef, which the local, I want to say, local collector dealer in town in the small town actually has a couple wacky wallers. I got the Garrison from her. She's got a Chef one. I'm gonna go in and try it and snag from her. Nice. Uh, I have a plushie here, a Cartman plushie. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a bunch of South Park. Um, those uh, I don't know if you ever, if you've ever played with them or not play with them or put them together. They're kind of like Legos, yeah. but they're made by Mac Farland. So yeah. I've got a couple of those sets. Uh, I've got a South Park like drone in the background over here somewhere, like a little toy drone. Yeah, man, I'm a big South Park nerd. It's it's a little disgusting at times, but hey, I'm right there with you. I wish I could get like a a little like Canadian Devil right over here. Uh, That's uh, something I want to add to the collection. I'll I'll see if that something like that exists. Yeah, because we're not just we don't have just the South Park. We don't just have the regular Devil. We have the Canadian Devil. Beals a boot. Canadian devil, buddy. Uh, yeah, I've got. I, I'm speaking of devils. I also just picked up. Uh, I didn't. I got it for Christmas. It's been sitting in the back of my trunk, and I just cleaned out my car. Still nice and a protector. I've got like the nice. the robot devil from Futurama. Nice. Um, so I've got that. I just and I've been like trying to collect other Simpsons ones and stuff like that. But like, because Funko doesn't put out a lot of South Park now. They don't. Um, which I like. I'm okay with that. They're not uh, yeah. raping the. Uh, the brand like they do yeah. with like Rick and Morty and Batman. Mm. Like if you want yeah, fun yeah. and now Dragon Ball Z and all the anime stuff with Naruto and like Fairy Tail, they they're just real and My Hero Academia. Like they've really like and Marvel, like those Disney, like like I, every week I see something new coming out about <laughs> these. Pokemon now, yeah. I have been collecting the Pokemon ones just because that's nice. I'm nostalgic for it. Yeah. And I'm gonna get the original one fifty and that'll be it. Like I don't want anything else than that. I just want the original. <laughs> Fucking got them all. I'm going to be able to say, yes, I caught them all. Oh, nice. Now, before we kind of wrap it up, though, I want to talk to you about this guy. I don't think anybody's been talking about this. You know, we've had Stick of Truth. We've had Fractured Butthole. Do yep. you think that they do a follow-up to this? Do, do they do a third game? Is this going to be part of a larger franchise? Because it's been a while. I think it, it's been, what, um, 2015, 2016 that this game came out? It's been a little while. Yeah, it came out... Uh... I think it definitely came out 2016. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because that was also the same season where we had the movie prequel episode. Yep. Yeah. So that would have been like season 17, I want to say. So yeah. it was definitely around that time or season yeah. 18 because um, they just got done with 23. So that would be four years ago now. So, yeah, that'd be like season 18, season 19 area. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, I've I've been researching. I've tried researching in the past about it. Like, there's no signs that say they're gonna like make another one right now. Mm-hmm. I think they've I've they've got a lot of ideas, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, that are non-South Park related. From what, excuse me, from what I've read. Yeah. Um. And so I mean, it it remains to be see what they want to do. I would think as if I was a South Park. You know the creators. I would want to go out with uh, with the movie because that's been mm. their biggest thing. Is people are always making yeah. TV shows, but they still want to be movie makers. Yeah. So like I could see them 
finaleing it with a big movie send off. That's it. South Park's over. Rather than just being like, okay, it's the yeah. end of, you know, the TV series. But the great thing is now they're they're so ingrained in the culture. Even if the TV series doesn't end, they could just continue on doing games if they wanted to, and do that sure. every couple yeah. years for South Park fans as well. Yeah. Because when you get twelve hours of gameplay, if you break that down, like if you just mathematically start thinking about it, you're like, that's three episodes per hour. That's twelve, <laughs> twenty-four, thirty-six episodes, bro. Yeah. And then you get the DLC. It's like you're getting four seasons in one game, bro. Pretty so much. So like, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, uh, there has been talk, of course, of them possibly canceling the show. Dude, I think I would legitimately cry um, for South Park if the show ended. I would legitimately well, cry. Well, right now they're at least picked up through 2022. Okay. Uh, I, I have a feeling that by 2030 <laughs> it's it's going to be over. Wow. That's just my opinion because yeah. they're at episode 307. They just got done with that. I think they'll go 10 more years at the rate of 10 episodes a year. Yeah. Uh, his kids, like... Yeah, I want to say his, one of his youngest daughters, uh, Trey's, is like five or six. She's hmm. the one that does the voice of Ike. Um, okay. So, like, yeah. So, so I want to say, like, she, she's going to get to a point where she's going to be an adult. He, they have both said they don't want to do this forever. Now they've been doing it for 23 seasons, right? Yeah. So there's going to come a point in time where they're just going to be like, okay, uh, we're done. Um, you yeah. know, or they're going to push the limit too far. But I, I I could see them at least going to 2030, getting that 400th episode, yep. and then and being like, all right, guys, we've been doing this for 30 fucking years. We're out. <laughs> Push it, as, as for pushing it too far, I, I, I honestly, with this franchise, I don't know if that's possible, dude. They, they've literally pushed, like, every button I think that you could possibly push. I don't know, man. I mean, new shit pops up every day. There's new things to make fun of every day. That's the great part about the, the, the one, their process. I mean, the one you know. thing that does worry about me is if you look at their ratings from a cable standpoint, mm. they're only really peaking at about a million or so, yeah. uh, or even one point to one point four. Mm -hmm. So as far as a ratings juggernaut, they're not really bringing in a lot of ratings compared mm. to other shows out yeah. there. But from a cable standpoint, that I may be wrong, right? Because I work in like more local yeah. and like the ABC affiliates. Are, so I'm working with like, you know, over the air stuff. Whereas on the cable side, you know, that could be good. I mean, right. AEW is averaging 800 to 1 million and TNT just picked yep. them up through 2023. So yep. maybe the ratings itself, that's just what you're going to get right now. That's the highest you're going to get. Maybe South Park's thriving more on their VOD content. I know that in May of this year, I will be canceling my Hulu just to switch over to HBO because yep. that's where South Park is heading. Yep. So like as far as all their VOD content, they just signed like a $500 million deal. So, I mean, that's yep. what I'm saying. I don't think they're going anywhere just yet. Because they're making bank, yep. but uh, I could see it like ending with by twenty by twenty thirty, or even 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 twenty twenty seven. I could see them getting the season thirty and being like, "That's it, we're done, guys." Yeah, we see, have I, nothing else to prove. See, I'm probably not helping the uh, when it comes to you know the viewership numbers because how I kind of consume South Park, uh, I have DVD collections of some of the earlier seasons. When it comes to the new stuff, I I'd probably do the thing that I don't know. Probably not many people do this. I actually uh, buy scenes through iTunes and download them as they come out, so I get the oh. the, the uncensored version right off the bat. You know, I'm not getting bleeped versions, which I which I mean, I like to experience it the way that it was intended. So, no, I agree. I mean, I've got the first like 14 seasons on DVD. Like, I have I stopped kind of buying DVD after that time, right? Mm -hmm. but, like, I'm glad I have at least season 14 because season 14 has episode five and six, which is 200. 201 the band episodes so like there's also 
an advantage itself to buying it versus like watching it on the streaming service, right? Yeah. But now I'm at the point where like I'm like I'm not gonna collect DVDs or Blu-rays or like that's just not for me, man. Like uh, I'm not gonna do that. It's just more convenient to stream it. So yeah. I'll pay Hulu, you know, the 11.99 a month or whatever I'm paying, so that way I get access to South Park commercial free whenever i want you know you get all the other stuff great too that's awesome but mostly i'm just there for south park so yep. hbo here i come i guess i'll <laughs> check out game of thrones now i don't know yeah absolutely you know that whole debate of whether um you know digital versus having stuff physically i'm kind of somewhere in between i like the um the, some, I, I like the flexibility of being able to watch whenever i want whether to watch on my ipad or to watch on uh, sit here at home and watch it but at the same time I'm a collector too. Like you, you, our listeners can't see it, but I mean, you can see I have a, a collection of a bunch of DVDs and stuff that I like right. to have physically. Uh, and one thing I do like about that it is something physical I can hold in my hand, and it's it's it's, it's always going to be there. Will it always work 100? percent right. That that's kind of up in the air. But uh, and with the streaming stuff, the only thing that worries me, and especially anything that's possibly tied to Google. You know, this is getting into a whole kind of other topic here is what if they just decide to just kind of cut that off, right? Because especially them as a company, they're very abrupt when they decide to stop doing shit. They just go, done, done, right? So See, that, see, that doesn't worry me because well, the way I look at it like it is now, we are – the internet is – it's in our it's in our society now, right? Yeah. Generations are growing up with only the internet. So now it's always going to be there. If yeah. Google goes down, man, there's always black market. There's always a way to go That's on true. the dark web of the internet and get what you need to find if you want to watch some uh, – something funny or comedy there's also a lot of weird stuff out there that i wouldn't oh, yeah. hit in your search bar yeah. but like you can definitely find whatever the fuck you want on the internet like yeah. even south park like i have a link like literally saved on my phone to send out to people when they go hey where can i watch the band episode i go here you go bro you can go to archive.tv or whatever is archive.com like one yeah. of the archives of the website boom type in the south park you'll get the uncensored speech from season 14 episodes uh six when kyle talks about i learned something here today and he's talking about guns. Oh, guns are always great. <laughs> they always solve all of our problems. Yes. Like, and he does a whole speech on that. And that was blurred out by Comedy Central. And yep. that was also like the Muhammad thing was blurred out, which yes, that's, yep. that's not uncensored. Like yep. that's, you can't, even on the DVD, you can't get the uncensored version of Muhammad on that. But yep. Yep. you can technically know who Muhammad is from season five, <laughs> episode two, which is now not yep. on the air anymore, which is the super best friends. Yes. Yep. And that's also the Blaintology episode, which is technically a shot at Scientology mm. on the early onset. So they even called that back in 2002, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. That is very crazy. And that Muhammad thing, I think that's literally probably the only time that they really had to kind of censor themselves or be censored. Other than that, man, like it's just uh, – and in the games, I think they even – push the envelope even harder in the games which is uh oh yeah which, which is, is impressive when you look at the uh, the body of work in the the tv shows and the the one movie that we've gotten so no they definitely have i think in the last couple of years i've liked the visualizations they've done though from this television standpoint yeah. like the episode where uh, all the kids were getting hit because the uh, president was tweeting put it down <laughs> yes. right and you just see this kid <laughs> at just the beginning of the episode boom and like they slow it down and as i'm watching i was like yes i was like dude the art on this is fucking amazing like, <laughs> right? I, i'm so well, desensitized yeah. by south park i'm not even upset yeah. that the kid got hit i'm just like wow the visuals on this episode are awesome <laughs> on the uh i'm thinking just briefly on that uh 
Like, I mean, we could shoot on this stuff for hours, but that uh, the, the episode was called Whale Wars when uh, this on uh, the Sea Shepherd. But this is like an actual show, and you see the the guy. I can't remember the name of the guy who, uh, who runs the boat. Dolphin. Yeah, and, and whale. <laughs> and the, the guy's literally there, and he gets smoked by this harpoon. And I mean, just he just literally gets like impaled into the wall and like you had said just the artwork and it just the, the the detail on the gruesomeness like just crazy fuck you dolphin fuck you whale that that whole fuck you, dolphin, that, that whole fuck you whale. that whole <laughs> premise that that they're the ones behind dropping the hiroshima the, the bomb in hiroshima and the fact that it ends up being chicken and cow that whole Dude, those writers are fucking geniuses. I don't care what anybody says. The South Park writers are geniuses. And the fact they come up with so much good material over this amount of time, I mean, it, it's it's mind-blowing. No, that episode's a fantastic yeah. episode. Wheel Wars, they're actually doing something now. <laughs> they're actually doing something, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and, of course, you know, Cartman has to come on and capitalize it on once he sees that it's kind of becoming good. And then, yeah. Well, that one's also got a very famous song in it where Cartman does the parody of Poker Face. Yes. Interesting that you mentioned that. Me and Kenny don't give two shits about whales. <laughs> Interesting that you mentioned that because that version of that song will be ending this episode this week. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to hear. Yes. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I could give you some South Park input here on your Absolutely. HTM Tech show. HTM Tech. You know, I thought about doing a, a technical podcast or a technology-based podcast. I got to give you credit because this is definitely challenging to do. You got to look for a lot of tech stuff. Like mm-hmm. you have to literally—it's not like wrestling where shit just pops up. And you're right. Like, yeah. All right. I'll talk about that. You got to be like, fuck. All right. I got to go to this website. Go to this website. What's going on here? Is this worthy news? If I explain this to my viewers, are they going to understand about a microchip processor? <laughs> so like, there's a lot of technologically-based like information you have to probably sit through. So I give you credit for that, my man. Do do keep doing your thing. Yep, for for the time being, I am doing the show kind of solo. My usual co-host, Mike, who again is very knowledgeable. I've known him for a long time. Uh, Jersey Mike's we, on this show too. Um, <laughs> no, that's uh, this is a different Mike. This is Money Mike. This is a guy that I've known for quite a while. We used to do YouTube together. We did a gaming channel for a little while. Do you know who Jersey Mike is? Um, I'm aware of the the story, but I have never met the man. So Jersey Mike apparently works for the Smack Attack now. Okay, uh, you know he's very. Uh, I you might say. Uh, uh, enamored with women and women's mm. wrestling in particular. Mm. So that that's where I'll yeah. leave it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can catch Jersey Mike and all of his screw-ups on the smack attack with Colin Weissong and Big Ray Hernandez, <laughs> and uh, you'll get that inside joke there. Awesome. Okay, before we go, dude, um, you just did a little bit there, but uh, before we go, just uh, I'll give you kind of an open platform here to kind of plug away what it is that you do um, outside of what we're doing right now. Uh, yeah, so of course I am the uh, one of the co-hosts of the Impact Attack with Ben Hamin and Joe Jansen, where we cover Impact Wrestling. I am the co-host with Chris Silvio and Ben Hamin, where we break down AEW Wrestling on Light the Fusion. I also uh, run, produce, and operate, edit all the graphics and for the show uh, for Suck My Balls, a South Park review available on all digital outlets, including RyanSaladReview.com, VoicesOfMisery.Podbean.com, and HackerHamin.Podbean.com. Of course, HTM Tech part of uh, the sister company of Michael Jargo, Rick Vickery. You can check them out each and every week on the Monday Locker Room. And I also uh, help produce uh, some stuff for the new Forced Order podcast, which is a Star Wars podcast. So if you're into that kind of stuff, check that out. And uh, just check out HackerHoming.Podbean.com, Anchor.fm slash SuckMyBalls. Find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Check out South Park Pod on Facebook. That's all my plugs. 
There you go. You did that in one take, brother. That's good stuff there. Uh, I had the chance to sit on the uh, the Monday locker room the other week when we uh, did the Royal Rumble review, and uh, that was some uh, that was some good. Uh, stuff there usually when i do turnbuckle talk we try and do kind of a pg version of that it was nice to kind of sit down on a show where i could kind of uh, cut loose and uh, be a little more uncensored so that was fun well let's talk about this for a second i'm glad that i get to talk joe because i yeah. think when i heard that show i might have been driving on a four-hour drive so i was laughing my ass off at how <laughs> upset jargo and vickery were getting back and forth what yeah. was it like to be in the heat of the moment in the battle there live on the air with them it, it, it's 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 pretty cool man uh, i get to work with those guys a lot uh, you know a lot of respect for, for those guys uh, I, I think that uh, when we were doing that uh, episode i think we uh, we didn't have our usual uh, version of uh, mr rick vicker we had cincinnati rick which uh, cincinnati rick is very entertaining to do and sit down and do a podcast with that's great. Uh, shout out to Jargo. I talk to Jargo and Vickery all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, DMs, we constantly message. Or in Vickery's case, I'm sure you've experienced this. He likes to call you via video chat. Yes. So, like, uh, <laughs> on his shitty internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, his, on his internet. So, yeah. shout out to those guys, of course. Much love to them. And uh, check out uh, Jargo's show with Stevie Richards, which is getting high praise. You yeah, should check man. that out, guys. Uh, and yeah, that's all, man. I'm having a good time here making podcasts. I do stuff on the side, news, local news. I also am a highlight editor for a hockey team out here. So just trying to grind away, bro. And if you got any opportunities, if you like my voice and you think, <laughs> hey, mom, I want a lot of, like, read stuff for a man. I want him to, like, be a voiceover artist. I'm here. I'm Matthew Schaefer. I'm international. I'm domesticated. I'm, in, I'm, integri- I'm integrated, and I'm ready to get over to your side of the world. I don't know. Awesome. Just going off. Well, we, we, we would welcome you one of the open arms here in Canada, sir. Now, oh, that sounds cool there, yeah. To, uh, to end off the episode, you had made mention of it because uh, you, dude, you read my fucking mind on that because I was, I, I was set on ending the episode with a song. Um, this is something that if you are a rock band game player, this version of this is actually playable uh, on this game. <laughs> and of course, this is Eric Carmen singing Poker Face, originally done by Lady Gaga. And it, dude, this is a perfect way to end off this episode. My poker face, my poker face. Alright guys, we will see you guys on the next one. Shake my bad.
Na 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 na